Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking a deep look at the 1970s inflation narrative and seeing if there's any history lessons for us. This past weekend, Treasury Secretary and former Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen was on PBS Face the Nation. The discussion centered around inflation. Here's what Janet Yellen had to say about the current round of inflation, and I'm going to quote directly from the full transcript of her interview with host Margaret Brennan. She says, and I quote, The pandemic is really responsible in its impact for the inflation that we're seeing. It led to dramatic increase for for products. Households were unable to spend on services, going out to eat and traveling. They shifted as they stayed at home, worked more from home. They shifted their spending to goods that led to a surge in demand for products. And although the supply of products has increased in the United States and globally, not as much as demand. So Secretary Yellen is basically blaming inflation on a surge in demand from consumers. She went on to say, you know, when the economy recovers enough from COVID, the demand patterns, people go back to eating out, traveling more, spending more on services, and the demand for products, for goods, begins to go back to normal. Janet Yellen is blaming the consumer for inflation. This is not that different than the arguments that were being made by politicians in the 1970s. They, too, blamed the consumer. The Nixon and Ford administrations said that inflation was a reflection of a very healthy economy. It was prosperity that was to blame for rising prices. Now, I don't know about you, but either Janet Yellen doesn't know how inflation was created or she's outright misleading the public. Of the two choices, I'm not sure which is worse. If she doesn't know how the economy works and what causes inflation, then the chances are she won't know how to fix it. If she's lying, I suppose that's slightly better, but then we can't trust what we're being told. Our economy is not healthy. Yes, people are out there spending cash, but where did the cash come from? Could it be that some of that cash came from government handouts? Cash handouts combined with protection from eviction if you don't pay your rent and protection from foreclosure if you don't pay your mortgage. We had the Federal Reserve offering to buy the debt of the banks that they could not securitize on their own. So the banks got to lend tons of cash at very low interest rates, securing the knowledge that the Federal Reserve would have their back and buy those assets and take them off the bank's balance sheet. That lending has boosted demand for goods because the economy is swimming in excess cash and inexpensive debt. But where are these supply chain shortages? You see, if our economy was healthy, those goods would be manufactured locally. But they're stuck on a ship waiting outside the port of Los Angeles. These are all imported goods. All imported goods paid for with printed cash that the U.S. government doesn't have. It's a false sense of prosperity. It's an illusion. This is an entire nation feasting on debt rather than feasting on profits. It's a little bit like a teenager spending their student loan money on beer instead of university tuition. might feel good temporarily, but not for very long. The headwaters of this inflation story, just like every inflation story throughout history, start the same way. Consumer demand was created by the printing of money, the availability of cheap credit. If our monetary policy and fiscal policy bureaucrats don't know what creates inflation, they have no hope of fixing it. At some point, the public will need to be weaned off the handouts. The handouts are a little like a hit of cocaine to a drug addict. Those receiving the cash will go through withdrawal. They will stop buying larger TVs and a new phone. And once international travel normalizes and immigration resumes to more normal levels, we will see more people entering the labor force. Supply chains continue to be stretched for the foreseeable future. Every builder I know is stockpiling materials. 
I'm seeing lead times of 14 weeks being quoted for exterior doors, lead times of 20 weeks for certain acrylic shower pans. At some point, this will all normalize, and the stockpiling will stop. At that point, the orders will stop and inventories will be consumed. When all the supply chains do that in unison, we will have a sharp and deep recession on our hands. It will appear as if demand has just evaporated overnight, but it will be an overreaction to market conditions, just like the stockpiling of materials is an overreaction right now, creating an artificial sense of demand that's in fact higher than the real demand. Back in the 1970s, the politicians blamed the consumer for inflation. They blamed the union leaders for demanding higher pay. The White House blamed the Middle Eastern nations for holding back oil. In fact, OPEC nations just didn't want to be paid in monopoly money. They were used to being paid in a gold-backed currency, the U.S. dollar. They trusted the U.S. dollar. But when Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard and started the slippery slope of printing more money than could be accounted for, the OPEC nations quite rightly concluded they were being cheated by being paid in a devaluing currency. We now know that the inflation was not the fault of the consumer or OPEC or the unions or greedy businesses. It was the result of grave mistakes that were made in central bank monetary policy. It was the cause back then, and it's exactly the same cause today. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.